We are joined once again by a very special guest, and I'm hoping that if I ask her nicely, she will do, <laughs> she will do her Judd impression for us. Judd, are you there? Christ on his throne, no. And whoever would. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, folks. We got yes! it. Um, as always, I am Anya. I'm Alex, and today, of course, we could not possibly talk about a Stephen King film without <laughs> Stephen King's number one fan. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. Our resident Annie Wilkes. <laughs> that sounds so uh oh, Stephen, run. I know. <laughs> Cover your ankles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Pet Cemetery today. <laughs> Because uh, our main episode for the month was Pumpkinhead. And as we discussed in our main episode for Pumpkinhead, there is a lot of parallels between that story and Pet Cemetery. And any excuse to talk about Pet Cemetery or Stephen King, we will take. Um, but yeah, so I guess maybe a good place to start for this would be, um, I guess, maybe everybody's first memories of like watching this movie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't remember the first time I saw it. I think I was probably, honestly, in college which it sounds insane, but I feel like if I had seen it when I was younger, the whole Zelda subplot would have like really traumatized Mm. me. And I find it very creepy and fun and scary, but like not in the the deep way I kind of wish that I did. But I've seen it uh, probably like 10 times now. We watched at my bachelorette party last year, which was so much fun. Um, And I've (laughs) I've read the book and I think it's one of the better adaptations. in terms of Stephen King. So I really enjoy it. I got to watch it again today uh, while I worked. And it was, it's just uh, every time I paused it right when Gage is about to run into the street. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to continue. Um, and then like an hour passed and I was like, okay, I guess I should probably keep going. Um, but then it gets so good because he's so fucking cute. I know. It's tough. The cutest baby in cinematic history. No, literally. <laughs> genuinely is. Yeah. Oh my God. I think this is one of your favorites, right, Elizabeth, of his? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I definitely read it in, like, middle school or high school. I was too young, definitely. Um, <laughs> but because I remember in high school, I would park at the bottom of my driveway after work, and it would be dark. And I would just picture Pascal being there, being like, the ground is sour. <laughs> <laughs> my shit. And, like, have to run inside. <laughs> I mean, she, you do live on, like, a bog, so... But my backyard looks like yeah. the thing they climb over to get to the pet cemetery. Like the bramble or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie that I saw before I read the book. I saw it many times mm-hmm, before I read the book. I definitely saw this... Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, too young, but, like, probably in, like, late middle school early high school for the first time and just like was immediately transfixed by it 
Um, I don't know that I'd seen even that much that many Stephen King adaptations up until that point. Um, like obviously I knew The Shining, which at the time I don't even think I had even sat through The Shining the whole way at that point. Mm. Like in over time I've come to really appreciate The Shining. I think at the time I was like, mm, I don't give a fuck. Um, and my mom really likes Cujo, which I don't care about the Cujo movie. So I was just kind of like, am I ever going to care about one of these? And I saw this and I was like, wait, what is this? Because this is, this is something. Of course, directed by a woman, Mary Lambert, um, icon. But yeah, I, I love this movie. I don't, there's something about it that's like strangely a comfort movie. I don't know why. Maybe because I watched it so much when I was younger that it's just like, doesn't really matter what the subject matter is like I put it on and I just feel like I'm like at home again like watching AMC Fear Fest um <laughs> so but yeah and I, I I love the book I know in our Stephen King um special that Elizabeth was on for which if you haven't listened to you must it is a must listen um we talked about favorite Stephen King books. And at the time I had just finished the stand, um, which I was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm going back and forth to the stand. My favorite is pet cemetery. My favorite. Um, and I still don't know, but I love pet cemetery, the book, which we can definitely get into a little bit of like the differences there as well. Um, well, I think a good place to start because obviously there's huge parallels between Pumpkinhead and this is obviously our favorite, our, our mm. little boy gauge. Um, because obviously in Pumpkinhead, also a cute little blonde boy cannot compete with gauge. So Nobody ever can. Though. But they're both so cute. And obviously, dirt bike accident, pumpkin head. Here it is, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't fucking stand a chance. He's he's roadkill. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about Gage. Because literally, like, I mean, Miko Hughes is the cutest fucking child actor I've ever seen. And will ever see. Yep. The parents are definitely like, we're left with fucking Ellie. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, Ellie is, like, the absolute worst. And then Gage is a fucking angel from above. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, like, Ellie, like, every time I'm always like, maybe I was just being harsh, but, like, every <laughs> we watch, I'm always like, maybe Ellie will not be as yeah. grating this time. Mm-hmm. And she's a little girl, and I'm sure, like, I was probably equally as fucking annoying and shit. But it's like, when you watch it, you're just like, Ellie, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, she, it's like, she wants to be upset. It's like that little kid shit where it's like, I want the drama of it all, where she's like asking her dad questions where it's like, well, then tell God he can get his own cat. Cause I, and I'm like, bitch, the cat is not even dead. Shut yeah. up. You are imagining scenarios just to make yourself upset. Can I have faith in that? <laughs> I do relate to just expecting the worst to happen and being upset about it immediately. I relate. Did you both watch the newer Pet Sematary? Yeah, we right? both hated yeah. it. It yeah. sucked. It was bad, bad, bad. No, I Why? And now there's another one. Which is like a prequel situation. But apparently it references the remake. Why? So I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not about it's to rewatch the remake. 1969. I'm like, Judd would have been solidly middle-aged then. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And he's, that? I think it's like a 20-something-year-old playing him. I mean, I, as much as I love the original Pet Cemetery, I have never enjoyed any of the other films that have come after it like I really do not care for Pet Cemetery 2 it's just like it really leans into the animal death in 2 you told me don't watch it yeah it's like it's it it leans into the animal death but also kind of in a way where like it seems to be enjoying it like it it's all about like Mm. this like man who's like abusing this animal and it's, it's just like it gives me the ick I really hate it and the remake was just, I mean, in in my opinion, Jason Clark is the most punchable man on the face of the earth. So the second I mm. saw he was cast, I was like, I'm not fucking here for this. Um, 
I have not seen Bloodlines yet. I was supposed to watch it with Greg yesterday and we didn't. Um, but I'm not expecting it to be anything like this masterpiece original. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't even need to touch on the remake because... No. Mm, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, I... I it's once it's in in general there's something to be said for you know when there's like a great classic movie it's getting remade and it's like why do we need to remake this um but then in general when it's like so you're okay so you're readapting a book okay mm-hmm. sure so in theory you're not remaking the movie but like then why are the things you're choosing to change from the book like why i don't understand like it's one thing to be like i'm not going to include something from the book mm-hmm. because we don't have the time but then to be like to be doing that because you have to do it with a movie unless you're going to make like a goddamn four-hour movie. Like, on top of that to also be like, and I'm also going to change this shit. When I found out before it was released, when it was like whatever festival it was premiering at, and like it was coming out that like, oh, they've made this change that like essentially like it's going to be Ellie that dies this time and come back. Mm-hmm. I was like, checked out. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm like, I, st- why? I don't give a fuck. And like the huge thing about it being like, it, it ups the ante that it's like this cute, precious little boy who's like essentially just learned to walk, can barely form a full sentence. He's the one that gets got and then mm-hmm. comes back and is evil. Like, I don't give a fuck that this like, you know, like 10 year old girl like is the one. It's just like, we've done that. We've done the evil 10 year olds, the evil little girls, whatever. Like, give me this bouncing, beautiful baby boy. And, and I'm like, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. But yeah, original, not to be touched, amazing in my eyes. Elizabeth was stifling laughter the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and Dale Midkiff is sexy as hell. <laughs> mm. Is that the dad yeah. in the original? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's dad. He is. I rewatched this this time with Cornelia. And mm-hmm. she was pointing out that, like, he's very daddy. Yeah. I mean, like, he is going daddy mode, like, to dig up your yeah. son and bury him. That is a father that loves his child. I mean, I can't say that if my cat died, that I wouldn't bury her in the pet cemetery. I we literally, on the pumpkin hat episode, where I was talking about Craven and how, like, if that had been an option for me, yeah, I probably would have run there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it. It's frustrating watching the film when it's like he's seen the effects of it on the cat. And then he's seen the effects of it on Gage. And it's like, stop. Don't, you don't need to do your wife now. Don't you get it? But, you know, grief will make anything logical in your brain of like, well, it was just because I waited too long with Gage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Okay. But, all right. So I just sent you guys my loser Facebook post that I made in 2020. (laughs) 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 Stephen King Facebook group. Um, But I think I had a good question. So Timmy Peterman <laughs> was wandering around town for a couple days, like just like not really doing anything that bad. Why did Gage immediately start killing? Why compared to Timmy? Is the ground that much sourer? You know, maybe what I mean? because so much time has passed. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think they said like it's only getting more sour over time, mm. and okay. I think because I think something they explore. And once again, you've definitely reread the book sooner than I had read it last, but um. Because something I noticed once again with this one watching the movie is just like they in the book, I feel like do they fucking Stephen King does a better job (laughs) in the book, um, you know, that guy um, of like, I feel like emphasizing or letting you in on the fact that it is this kind of like Wendigo story um, that like you don't 
I did not get for many, many moons watching this movie until after I read the book. And I was like, oh, I guess there's like a tiny, tiny sprinkle of that. Like when he goes like with Judd and they like hear something calling in the woods. And then there's like that weird moment when he's going to bury Gage and that like face shoots up from the rocks, which Mm -hmm. even still I'm like, I don't really understand what that is, but okay. Okay, Mary, whatever you need to do. Um, But I mean, as someone that like loves a good Wendigo story, like I almost wish that they explored it more in the movie but like i think there's a a factor of that too maybe because like that's something else with the book in the movie is that i feel like in the movie yeah gage comes back and is instantly evil as so with the book um but there's almost like a playfulness in the movie to gage because he's like and i'm sure it has to do with the fact to a certain degree that's like it's miko hughes doing it and they're like they're not there's no voice dub like it's miko hughes so like um it's him being like hi daddy i want to play with you like it's very like almost like sweet and very like like i'm doing something bad i'm killing people we're in the book i think there's a little bit of that but then also like there's those crazy moments like when we get the whole like chapter or whatever when he goes to judd's house and he's kind of having that standoff with judd and because we also get the thing in the book with like judd had a wife that we actually saw in that and like there was that whole thing um where he like kind of like becomes fully the wendigo talking through him like there is no like I'm pretending to be Gage. He's just like like saying and crazy shit to him that's like foul and evil, like an, an evil adult. Where I was just like, I'm not trying to be like I wanted to see Miko Hughes say some fuck shit, but like it is interesting to be like, yeah, in the book, like he goes like even fucking harder. So is it the book or the movie or both where the house like changes? like scenery turns all moldy and gross and misty it's in the movie too all right it's in both yeah 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 Yeah. so that's i mean that's some also like weird capabilities on gage's part yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i do i wish that they had explored that more in the film because i think that's such an interesting layer to it and i think also in the book i remember i haven't read it in a long time but i remember that like judd and lewis's relationship is like way more explored in the book and they have such a close-knit relationship mm-hmm. which makes everything have so much more meaning when you know judd ends up dying and just everything so there's definitely some things i wish that they focused a little bit more on in the movie yeah. when to go and their relationship and judd's wife because she's also a great character in the book norma and it's an interesting juxtaposition because of the fact that like then within the time span of like knowing each other judd like has mm. this you know very tragic loss like obviously yeah. yes they're older it's not as tragic in theory as gage but like still you lose your wife that's very hard and like he because he's learned in, in to some capacity at least he's learned not to do it himself although he can't keep his mouth shut about talking <laughs> about it to fucking lewis um but yeah it, it, that adds another layer too of like he's had this loss and he's just like it is what it is even though i miss her like the uh, mm-hmm. the ulterior is so much worse and i know that but like obviously cannot get it through to lewis until essentially he has to experience it himself and then even then it's kind of so fucked that like as we said he doesn't learn the lesson and then like tries to bring his wife back to which that is one of the gnarliest like to this day it's when that favorite. scene comes on and she <sighs> comes in and she's like you know one heel off she's got the eye socket that's like oozing pus yeah that's all gross it's when it's oozing pus and then it's like he comes in and he like kissing. kisses her yeah they, i've seen a lot of shit i still have to like look away i'm like <gasps> no i love it it's so good oh it's my favorite part of the movie honestly aside from just and you know when what? Gage speaks. That's a man that loves his wife. 
Yes. Remember when we watched it at your bachelorette and Kelsey goes, were there only two songs in that whole movie and they were both by the Ramones? (laughs) (laughs) As it should be, honestly. Um, But it was so funny because when I was rewatching, I did have that moment of being like, wow, like, well, when they get to the cemetery after um, the, I can't think of her name, the woman that like does their like laundry and shit. Missy? Which I, it's classic, I feel like, Stephen writing the screenplay moment of, like, yes, she is in the book. And obviously m- more, you know, written about her in the book. It's so random to just have her in here because, like, there is no purpose of her in the movie. Yeah. Like, they don't, I think like, it's just, it's just like, like, bring up the concept of death to Ellie. And right. to give Stephen a cameo. She replaces Norma for the Oh, death. yes, you're right, you're right, yeah. 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 Oh, 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 Judd's yeah. wife in the film yeah. really is that, like, that fi- that figure for death yes which like once again would have been so much better if it was just fucking judd's wife like well yeah why, why not do that um but when i when they go to the cemetery i was like oh my god that's right we were like in that cemetery that exact spot and we did our Stephen oh, yeah. King tour once again which we discussed on our Stephen King episode so check it out um <laughs> but i was with cornelia and i was like I was about to be like, oh my god, I think this is like the first time I'm watching the movie since I've been to the cemetery. And I was like, no, you stupid bitch. We literally went home that night at the bachelorette party and watched fucking Pet Cemetery. And I was like, ah, what a fucking great time. Love that we did that. It was the perfect way to say goodbye to my single years. Just hang out with Stephen King obsessed people. It was essentially like you being, getting married was like us burying you in the Pet Cemetery. And now yeah, you've and come back great. worse. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. I feel like this is the scariest thing about this film, at least for me, is Zelda. Do, do you oh, have God, like early yes. memories of being horrified by her? Oh, for sure. That was definitely one of the things in this movie that like, because it's a great, I'm talking about Pumpkinhead again, a great atmospheric movie. This is oh, yeah. as well. Like that, the whole like main of it all, because obviously as we know, they like shot it all there. Like, as we said, we've been to some of the shooting locations. Love that. Um, but so that's all great, but, like, that was the thing that, like, scared me. Because I think, like, once again, after I read the book and got older and really got into the story, like, the scary things are, as we talked about the Pumpkinhead, thinking about, like, the grief. What would I do mm-hmm. if I did this? Like, you know, da 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 But, like, at the time, yeah. I, like, that was one of the things, too, where it was, like, it's scary. And I was, like, I, don't, I want it to go away. I don't want to see it anymore. And obviously, that's the point. Like, it's supposed to scare the shit out of you. Um, But, yeah, like it's like the crooked like back thing and like it's it's not even more so than that it's like the voice i'm yeah. gonna and i'll get you like <laughs> like like a fucking creepy so clown good. yeah oh god it's it's so scary i still when i walk into a dark room and i turn on the light i expect <laughs> to see all the like <laughs> it's still i'm 32 <laughs> I hope you know this, but I'm saving that clip of you. Um, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> like, I, it, okay, first of all, what the fuck is that little painting of the lady in the top yes. hat with a little cane? Why does she love that? that in our house? Like we discuss this at the bachelorette party. <laughs> well, because isn't oh, it like is that's it? what Gage ends up wearing, basically? But why? And where can I get one? <laughs> right. <laughs> How can I make that my Halloween costume? Um, oh you, <laughs> you figured it out. Um, well, I feel like, I don't know if we were talking about this or I saw it somewhere else, but it's like, is that a picture? Because it's in the grandparents' house. 
And like, uh-huh. unless at some, because Gage is not that old. So unless like literally like last year they had that fucking portrait drawn of him in this like cane and top hat, which I don't, it doesn't really look like Gage other than the outfit. Then I'm like, what well, was that like Zelda as a baby? Because the thing is like the only person that sees Gage in the, the full like top hat cane look is the mom who's True. haunted by Zelda, like that like figure in her head. So like, which we see like moments of that too, like her like seeing Zelda again and like da 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 which she's like going on this thing with Pascal. But then that would be the only thing that would make real sense to me if like that portrait had been like a baby portrait of Zelda before I guess like the illness took over. So of course they like hang it for the mantle because it's like, you know, the child that they lost or whatever. And then seeing Gage as this like, because it's like when Gage is like walking toward her, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like as this Zelda, but maybe she sees this as this moment to like, I don't know, like save this child that like she couldn't save in the form of her sister when she was younger, which obviously leads to her demise because Gage is like slicing and dicing with that scalpel. <laughs> That's the only thing that would make any sense. Otherwise, it is so fucking utterly bizarre. Yeah, that's such an outfit I feel like Elizabeth's parents would have put her in as a child. <laughs> and I'm kind of pissed that there's no, like, that that yeah. didn't happen. We need that. We don't know that it didn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> we just have to uncover those old photo albums. But I got a question about Zelda. Does that illness still happen? <laughs> should I be scared? No, why would you what? be scared? Get what it? exactly was her illness again? Spinal meningitis. Oh, yeah, that's still, I think that's still a thing. Oh, yeah, you're fucked, Elizabeth. You're getting it, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, meningitis is definitely a thing, so I'm sure that you can get it spinally. That's terrifying. So I'm literally watching the movie, like, right now, but, like, why was Rachel eight years old at home with Zelda? That's fucked. Because her parents suck. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the whole thing that, like, Lewis brings up, which it's yeah. so funny to me, that line yeah. read in the movie, because, like, she's telling the story, it, like, cuts back to them, he's, like, holding her while she's crying, and it's, like, it's not that crazy, because I'm sure at this point in the relationship, it's obviously he's made it clear he does not like her parents, but, like, just, like, very, just, like, matter-of-factly, he's, like, well, if I ever needed another reason to, like, hate your family, it's just, like, and she just, like, <laughs> doesn't say anything, she's not, like, please, you know, like, you know, crying out of it, being, like, don't say that, she's just, like, okay. Like, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, my parents, which obviously completely different relationship, but I'm, like, if my, like, dad said to my mom, or vice versa, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, if I did another reason to hate your fucking family, thanks for giving it to me, like, it would be a fight. Like, they'd be, like, excuse me? But he couldn't even go to Chicago. Why? Why did they hate Lewis so much? And then they're so awful at Gage's funeral. Oh, I know. Why? Why? What did he do? Maybe we'll find out in the prequel. No, because it's about Judd. About to say, girl. Only. Um, yeah, and I think, like, another, like, um, I, and it was, like, it, it's a great part of the book, too. And I think especially even when I, like, knew what was going to happen because I saw the movie, like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. is ultimately the thing that I think, other than, like, obviously the creepy visual stuff they put in the actual movie and shit, like, the thing that is through the whole story is, like, the scariest, like, oh, my God thing, which is obviously Gage is dead he sees this opportunity presented to him because like, of course Judd feels beside himself that, you know, this happened. So he like does the thing that like, I think once again, I think that's kind of a real thing too, of like, obviously not with a pet cemetery, but like sometimes in those moments when it's like this thing I shouldn't do, but like in, and you know, you shouldn't do it, but you're just like, but I just want to make this better for this person. Like I'm going to say it. And then it's like, and then ultimately you're like, well, I can't undo what I just did. And like, because that once again it's grief affecting everybody in different ways like judd is grieving too in his own way Mm -hmm. like grieving for his the friend's loss of a child um 
But yeah, just Lewis like going to the fucking cemetery and like digging up his his kid. And I remember like in the book, it's like a whole section of like he's like staking it out in his car. And like they have it in the movie too, where like once he's like in the grave, like the police come by. Which I'm like, how often are police prowling the goddamn cemetery? <laughs> I really do not know. Um, but then like having to hide, but like I don't know. I, I feel like it's great in both. I think it's really good in the book because it really gets into his head of like in that moment of being like, just like how fucking far gone he is of like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right. It's gonna, it's gonna work. And and like his whole logic of like, you know what? It's fine because everybody's out of town. And like, if it doesn't go, if it, you know, if it doesn't go right, I will take care of it. And it's like you fucking know as he's saying it. You're like, you're a liar. There is nothing yeah. that could make you kill your son again, even if he's evil. Which like obviously does happen. But it takes Gage having to, like, kill his wife for him to do it. Because Loki, mm-hmm. if he did just kill Judd, I do believe. I, I don't know that I believe that he would fully be like, sorry, Gage, gotta go. If, like, Gage was like, sorry, that was an oopsies. I won't do it again. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, I believe you, baby. Yeah, Fair. and then just, like, got that fucking imagery at the end of the movie with, like, Judd's house on fire and him carrying his wife's body. So good. I mean... Gage and Misha Barton have made me so scared of walking past beds. <laughs> Her in Sixth Sense, him yeah. in Pet Cemetery with his little Achilles tendon, freaks me the fuck out. He's he's the perfect combination of cute and creepy when he's dead because he has that like the little snarl he does whenever he's holding up the little scalpel. <clears throat> and then when he's like on the phone, oh, and he's yeah. like talking about how he played with mom and he's like, we had an awful good time. It's just like the cutest fucking thing. Like I squeal and I'm no. like, but you're evil, but I love you. Like I would hug him and I would get God because how yeah. could you not? I know. My nephew constantly is like making that little face. <laughs> and I told my sister, I'm like, do you ever think that he looks like Gage from Pet Cemetery?" And she was like, no, I've never thought that. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like him. Don't ever say that again. Well, no, and that whenever I see him make that face, I'm like, he's pulling a cage. <laughs> I just literally every time I watch the movie, and it's like the first time you see him, and it's like when they pulled up to the beautiful fucking farmhouse, and mm-hmm. they go to the car seat, and he has. I literally made like Cordelia, like, like we were talking, Rachi, and I was like, wait, shut up, just shut up for two seconds. And like, <laughs> it's literally just him in the car seat, and he has this. <gasps> Oh, he has this like stuffed white bunny rabbit that he's just like flopping around and then like the only time you fucking see this stuffed rabbit but this two second shot of him with this stuffed bunny rabbit is so important to me that every time I see it I'm like is everybody looking does everybody see this um and I think it, like specifically that reason I grew up and I this is like a weird tangential story I had um this stuffed white bunny rabbit that was so fucking cute like it literally looked like had little arms and legs like sticking out like a little gingerbread man but it was like a bunny and had like a little tiny pink nose little black dot eyes so fucking cute and it lived at my grandma's house so i don't know it's, i literally think its name was bunny um but i loved it there's Very so clever. many pictures of me like like i listen i'm not gonna blow smoke up my ass but some of these photos of me as like a baby like i'm giving like like girl gauge where it's just, like, me in, like, a little, like, sunbonnet, like, Shirley Temple, like, ringlet curls, like, cute little sunflower sundress, and then this bunny rabbit. And I'm, like, now imagine if I got hit by a truck. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I – and the sad thing is, is then, like, at, like, a certain period of time, like, my grandmother, like, got rid of all the stuffed animals. And for years, we were, like, where's the bunny? Where's the bunny? She's, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I did with it. And I'm, like <gasps> – 
I can't replace this. This isn't like a fucking Beanie Baby where I can just like go find the exact Beanie Baby again and, you know, pay like fucking $60 for it. I'm like, what, what was the brand? What was it called? Where is it? And then when she passed and we like cleaned out their like house and everything, still never found. Haunts Aww. me to this day. Like if I saw a replica of this rabbit, I would know it instantly. Like that's how like ingrained in my head it is. So then anyways, I'll say that when I see Gage with that white bunny rabbit, I'm like, that was me. That was me, man. <laughs> like looking in a fucking mirror i need this picture oh i'll i will find the picture and i will yeah. i will blast it i'll put it next to me and gage and you guys will see it's like fucking twins <laughs> every line of dialogue from gage is just immaculate when he's on the phone with his dad and he's like hi daddy i love you and then lewis doesn't answer and he's like hi daddy i love yeah, you I'm yes. like, oh, answer him he's repeating himself. answer your baby right now oh my god um, there's so much to pet cemetery and yet at the end of the day it's just Gage for me. It really Gage. That's all I'm ever trying to talk about is fucking Gage. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, there's other great shit, but like, let's talk about Gage. Um, well, um, let's talk about the Pet cemetery. Um, because, like, what a dream. I mean, obviously not the bramble beyond it, but like, I would love to have a beautiful fucking farmhouse in Maine with that beautiful fucking tire swing that Ellie breaks in like a fucking minute. <laughs> She's pissing me off. And then that beautiful like path that leads back to, I can't even tell you. I went to a house and they're like, oh, there's actually like this secret thing in the back. Follow this path. And I came to like that beautiful, eerie, child-made pet cemetery. You, I would never leave. I would die in that house. Um, something like that on my street. My parents, like the-, the Oh my God, I, Elizabeth. I know. So I, it's like this historical home in Foxborough and- they're my neighbor and they were like do you want to see the secret garden i'm like yeah so you go through the woods there's like a little path there's all these like weird um stone statues and then there's a bunch of pet cemetery graves of cats that were buried so the fuck up no wonder you were fucking afraid of pascal coming through your backyard (laughs) literally like you were living in the book (laughs) yeah but I, I found out, like, a few years ago, because there's, like, a company, I don't exactly remember the name of it, somebody listening might know what I'm talking about, that they do, all over the country, film screenings. I think a lot, I don't know if it's exclusively horror, but I know a good amount of them, I think, are horror screenings, in which they will screen the movie, like, where it was shot. Mm-hmm. And they did one a few years ago that was Pet Cemetery, but you could watch it in the actual place that they had built the Pet Cemetery for the movie so like the grave like the headstones were not there anymore obviously because those were props in the movie but like that area i was like oh my god if i had just like disposable income i wouldn't even have thought twice i would have been there in a heartbeat like it was just like oh my i fucking wish i fucking wish yeah that's so cool i'm glad that we got to at least see the like actual cemetery where for like the the funeral scene in the film where they shot it's very Mm -hmm. cool if you haven't been to banger uh we all highly recommend going, seeing all the different spots where Stephen King wrote, taking the Stephen King tour by our good friend Jamie. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, you learn so much. It's amazing. And I would happily go back and not only do that tour again, but, like, I would love to go back. Because when we went, because we looked it up when we were there, like, the shooting locations for Pet Cemetery, Because, like, the cemetery is there mm-hmm. where we were. But, like, the house is still standing. The area where, like, the fucking pet cemetery was is there like it's like a, it was like what like 30 or 40 minute drive 
out yeah, from where we so. were. So like I would go back and do that too. Like I would love to like have my little picture taken in front of the pet cemetery house. It's like nobody would know what the fuck it is other than like maybe <laughs> us three in terms of like my friend group, but that's all that matters. Um I would do that tour again in a heartbeat. It was so I was good. Like, that was the best three hours of my life. And Kelsey sitting next to me was like, that was the longest three hours of my life. <laughs> well, just I like, I would, great time. it's, and my mom, like, not to the same degree as us, but like, she's also like a Stephen King fan, like more so his movies than his books. Um, but I was talking, cause she just was in Maine with my dad the other uh, week. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about like, obviously when I was in Maine um, and I was like, yeah, like I would, easily do that to her again because like in general just it was so nice it was so fun and um uh there's just so much information that like I certainly did not retain even like half of it so like even again I'd be like learning shit again even though he already told Mm -hmm. it to us on the first time and I think the good thing about that tour was because um the guy running it him and his father knew Stephen King and so a lot of what he was telling us were like personal stories with Mr. King and I feel like the anecdotes probably change throughout the tours depending on like the crowd that he gets and and how he's feeling that day. So I feel like you could probably take that tour multiple times and have completely different experiences. Let's do it. (laughs) What was the name of the tour company again? SK Tours. SK Tours. Tours. Everybody look up SK Tours if you're ever in Maine or if you're looking for something spooky. Like truly all three of us fully like – Nell is next to Nell the is mic. Nell no? into the microphone. I'm I so literally, I'll, yeah, no, I'll keep that in. That was like some ASMR all of a sudden. <laughs> oh my God, is it church? She does kind of look like church. She's been trying to climb my lap the entire time we've been recording, so I pulled her up, and now she's purring into the mic. She wants to. Be she said, "I have some thoughts about church from Pet Cemetery. I think he's yeah. really cute." Oh my god, they would be such good boyfriend girlfriend. But yeah, so I think ultimately that uh, that is Pet Cemetery, and by that I mean that is us uh, talking <laughs> about Gage for nearly forty minutes because, like, that's really all I ever fucking need to do. But yeah, I uh, ultimately I think it's a great movie. Um, it is a favorite for me. It's like a Halloween staple like I kind of put it on mm-hmm. every year at, at any point of the year but like definitely around Halloween time and I love that it's directed by a woman same woman that directed um Halloween Town 2 Colin Calabar's Revenge which I have a long history with as well um I did not know that yeah and literally Marnie <laughs> and Calabar are, are like married in real life now or Calabar's son not Calabar's son Calabar, yeah let's, Calabar be, let's son. be that'd be creepy that. um <laughs> Yo. Okay. <laughs> which also did a fuck lot for me it did so much for me um like it unlocked things it shouldn't have unlocked but i was like <laughs> um yeah and i but, think Pet cemetery is a perfect film to do a double feature with Pumpkinhead because yes. they are while they're like complete two very very different stories they have so many underlying elements that are the same and like mm-hmm. obviously Pumpkinhead himself is not a wendigo but he is like very similar is he a wendigo no. No. He's no. But it's like a very similar kind of But I've seen Wendigo's like depicted with his kind of like mm, structure yeah. and build. Um, so if you need a good Halloween double feature, I think oh, it's yeah. a great choice. Great Where choice. can you watch it? Pet Cemetery or Pumpkinhead? Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead is on, on Showtime. Yeah, and Pet Cemetery I watched on HBO Max. Yes, okay. did I. Um so break out those wallets, people, and get those Showtime subscriptions. <laughs> um, or do what we did and borrow other people's Showtime subscriptions. Because um, that's what it's all about. Password sharing should not be illegal. 
Um, but yeah, that's all we got uh, for that. But once again, um, oh, and before I go, I have to also plug once again to keep voting for me in the face of horror because I've made it so far. And um, only a few days left. The, yeah, yeah, when, when do comes out on you? So, and for everyone listening too, um, after the round that I'm in now, which I will still be in when this episode comes out, uh, I will finish in first because we're manifesting that. And then they take like a a three-day like pause, I think, to like recalibrate everything. And then when they start again, it's the three final rounds. So for all three final rounds, I have to finish in first to win. And I believe they announced the winner, I think like November 14th. So like, I know this is a long haul. It's like a marathon. So I appreciate everybody that's been showing up for me um and ultimately the money is going to go toward funding more horror content for everybody to enjoy so like it's a win all around in my eyes and it's free to vote so nobody has to it is free to vote except give a little Mm -hmm. bit of your time takes about and then you can feel good about yourself that you did something you know for me yeah (laughs) who needs it (laughs) um but yeah um we definitely and we have some more um fun uh october episodes to come still because we're really um feeding everybody well this month uh including maybe something with mike flanagan not with <laughs> mike flanagan i fucking wish here's where we tell you guys we got mike flanagan on the pod <laughs> bitch i'd be like shaking and shitting um anyways what did you uh, watch fall the house of usher yes yes Bingo. indeed we are thank you all for listening uh we appreciate every single one of you And as always, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.